Hello, welcome to episode 226 of Three Beers in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. Colin, Hello. lovely to speak to you. It's a bit later yep. than normal for us because of, well, illness, essentially. Yeah, P- pretty much. It's a Monday night and it's, it's like nearly half eight. It's bedtime almost. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I missed a little, I missed my Friday chat. I felt my, my weekend, my, my week didn't really end properly when we didn't have a oh, Friday chat. It felt absolutely. a bit odd. So it's... I was in no state to chat to anyone. I was very, very ill. I'd uh, succumbed to, to some bastard cold that, that totally wiped me out. I don't know if I'm just older now and shit affects me more, but... Man, I was... nah, you've, not been, you've probably not been sick for like two years, so the body doesn't really know how to fight it properly now. It's forgotten yeah. a little bit, so it's just hitting you a little bit harder. I think that's all yeah. a lot of people are finding that. The, the flu this year feels a lot worse because you're not been used to being like sniffles and colds, you know, all year long. indoors for past two Aye. years. Is and you're not we're not people like the plague. We're not even going mm. to near anyone, you know, really. Um, but because of that, I, I know this week we're a little bit sort of short on material, but um, are you drinking anything tonight? Just even though oh, it's a Monday and you I, are well? I've been saving this. I bought this last Tuesday in preparation for Friday's podcast, and I've had oh. it in the fridge the full time. So I bought myself a can of a uh, vocation. Oh, funky! Uh, and it's called Life and Death, and it's nice. a classic IPA, which is six point five percent. Nice. So yeah, but I bought that especially for the podcast. It's it nice. Macho. I've not tried it yet. I'm going okay. to never. I will tell you. Hold on. Very blonde tasting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's, quite nice. it's quite kind of light though, it doesn't taste like 6.5, usually the alcohol kind of cuts through a wee bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't it? it's, quite, it's quite kind of zesty as well. Yeah. could do some okay, damage then, you could drink quite a few of them and, and not oh, really drink quite as many. 4 a.m. and yeah, you'd probably be kind of done for the night I reckon, be flailing about the streets, shouting <laughs> at yourself, <laughs> or two of them in my case because I'm such a freaking lightweight. Um, are you drinking tonight sir? I am not because I'm I, I'm not I'm, feel, I'm not feeling my best. Um, today, so I have been on the limb sip all day, and I'm now on some very, very strong diet Pepsi. Um, oh. so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am. I am. I'm not in the. I'm not up for drinking tonight. I have got some really new. I've got some interesting new beers in the fridge as well. Some of them are quite strong as well. I've got one in there that's like well over seven percent. Um, which possibly I could be our sort of like final beer before Christmas, or it could be my. Going to the in-laws, try to deal with Christmas beer. It's one of the two. I'm not really entirely sure what one it'll be. I think anything over six and a half. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a dangerous beer, isn't it? If yeah, definitely for me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not used to the stronger beer. So, um, yeah. like I said, this week will be a little bit of a, a quieter one um, for us both. Um, have you watched anything? I know you've been, you mentioned a couple of things off mic that you've watched that we have talked about before, but you managed to get to see finally. So, do you want to do a wee chat about some of the things you've seen recently? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the the first one I want to bring up is uh, Home Sweet Home Alone. Okay, now I'll make Which... a point. I did not like this film. I made it very clear that I did not like this film. So you watching this is a, is a no fault of would, mine. What did you What did you rate it first of Four. all? Can you remember? Right, I rated it one. That's it's only because it doesn't let you do zero. Okay, it just there's no you can't go backwards. It's just like yeah. it starts at one. I, I yeah. could fucking do negative. I would. Oh my god, fucking it was it right. First of all, exactly what you said. You know what I mean? It's like the antagonists are like not fucking antagonists. You, know you feel sorry like, for them. Totally, they're just like a nice couple looking after their kids, trying to save their house. And, and you understand why they do everything they do. So any exactly. any put on them, you feel go, it feels unproportional to what they've deserved. Totally. It's like but the the, the, the wee kid is just He's horrible. Yeah. And it's, 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 but it's the wee boy from Jojo Rabbit who was like uh-huh. amazing. Do you know what I mean? You're like, he's so brilliant. And then you mm. see him in this and he's like the most irritating wee fucker you could put in, put in screen. And he's, 
he's just a really annoying. He's not fucking Macaulay Culkin, that's no, for sure. Definitely no, not. he's just he's just annoyed me the whole way through it. Like every just his face on the screen, I'm like, I hate you. You're a yeah. wee dick. <laughs> I know I'm a grown man. This shouldn't really have such a talent to watch a small child. child. <laughs> yeah, but you do. <laughs> but I, I really, really do. But yeah, it's just like, the, the whole movie, like just fucking leaves him alone. Do you know what I mean? Ah. Like, give, him, give him the doll, leaves him alone, and fucking. Go away, you be bastards, yeah. and all that. Fucking, it is a shame the film as well because you have got like some really good comic actors in it. Like, you've got like Ellie Kemper in it, who's a really good comic actress. You've got Rob Delaney, who can be very funny. You've got Dr. Mm. Spaceman, he's in it as well, for mm. like literally two lines. You've also got Keenan from Keenan and Kel, he's in it as well, also a very funny man on Saturday Night Live and killing it. You've also got, I always forget her name, is it Ailey Aisling B or something? The, 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 the yeah. mum, she's Irish, she's yeah. an Irish comedian, also very funny at times. So, you don't let any people do anything, don't let them breathe, don't let them have any sort of um, like bring any yeah. sort of personality to the role. And, and you understand why they've done it because it's like it's a massive franchise, it'll probably be it's on Disney Plus, it'll get yeah. replayed for years and years and years. So it's probably a very, very good payday. But I, I just, I, I'm the same. I, just, I mean, I gave it four because I thought they at least tried. There's a couple of bits that actually didn't give me a little giggle with them, like with them, just some of the, some of the deliveries I thought were pretty funny, but. Yeah, it's not a good film. It's a very, it's a no. bad film. In fact, it's a poor uh, film. Caleb enjoyed it. I mean, Did so he? He's what ten, so so he was like proper. Like this is brilliant, Dad. This is amazing, and I was trying my hardest to not shit on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. But you know, I, I just kind of you know huh, grunted and and. That was it. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I'm not going to acknowledge what you just said to me, son. Do you know what I mean? We'll speak about this when you're older. This is, yeah, we'll discuss it then. I, I'm going to make you watch this when you're my fucking age, and then you can right. tell me what you think. They'll do one when he's, when he's your age, they'll be like a home, sweet home alone, alone, home again. And then he'll be like, well, this is not my sweet home alone, alone, home. You know, it's like so. Everything, everything. It always comes back eventually. Entirely unnecessary film. It is exactly Agreed. what it is. There's no, there's just no need for it. It's just, I don't know what if if it's Disney for start to finish, but if it is, you know, it's just shameless money grab. Um, I mean, I don't think it's much of a money grab because it went straight onto Disney Plus. So it's really people already got Disney Plus in their homes. Yeah, like, I don't, anyway. I don't see that being the one that can drive people go. Well, I was on the fence about getting Disney Plus. Oh, there's a new yeah, Home Alone. Oh, you know, I can get the Mandalorian. You know, the new Marvel, that kind of stuff. Maybe even the new like Cruella and stuff like that. And new Disney, like new Pixar, might sway people to go and get it. But I can't imagine the new Home Alone film is the one that makes people go right. That's a tipping point now. I want to get this, <laughs> this streaming service. You know, get it for all the family. Buy yeah. everyone a subscription. Um, and quickly that, that, and quickly transitioning over to that. Um, also streaming in Disney. Hockey. Um, have you are you up to speed with Hockey? Yes, I watched the first four. I think yeah, maybe four. five dropped some Yes, so first four, really enjoying them, really fun, really clever, yeah. really, really yeah. digging the characters. I'm intrigued to see where it's. It's only got two episodes now to two. land, and a lot to do. A lot to land. There's, really... there's quite a big cameo in the, the episode four. That sort of it's like you mm. can't imagine they bring that person in just for that small amount of screen time. So yeah. there must be something more there. Definitely. Um, there's still a major character apparently still to drop. That's some coming in from somewhere else. So mm-hmm. there's, there's there's a lot to land in the final two episodes, and I think I don't think they're yeah. like sort of like it's not like they're going like for like two hour and a half episodes at the end. I think they are both no, just two forty five minute episodes, minutes. So. which is good though. Hopefully they do pull it all together because it is 
still quite contained within its own wee bubble. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it's, it's not like it's pulling up tying together the end game. Do you know what I mean? It is just no. like, you know, these couple of wee things that they probably could. I hope they're they're allowed to leave some service. strands hanging that can be picked up in the films. And they can, as, long, mm. as long as the main strands get tied up, I'll be quite happy. But there is, yeah. there is a fair amount there still to be sort of like, to be brought to fruit, to be satisfying, which is um, sort of a big thing in these shows. You have to make a satisfying conclusion. And sometimes they... Um, the, the ending sometimes feel a little bit rushed. Like yeah. One Division, I really enjoyed, but I thought the ending felt a little bit rushed. Same yeah. with Loki, I thought the ending felt a little it was very good, but the ending felt a little bit rushed. And basically, the final episode is one episode of a guy just talking for a good 25 minutes just to try and get as much sort of exposition out as possible. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Winter Soldier, again, the finale of the two episodes final also felt very kind of rushed to try and land as many claims as possible. Yeah. So, there is that you can build do a lot of good world building in like four or five episodes, but if you're only going to have a seven or eight, I mean, a six episode run, you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on the final two to really deliver. Hopefully, it does, and I, I'm, I've got faith that it will. But yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's something you've got to kind of hopefully. But, hopefully um, I, I think this is that the last episode, the episode four. I think that, that's the one I've enjoyed most. I really like the the, the banter between the two of them. Really I'm enjoying this the, the the young yeah. the young cub and. Um, yeah, yeah, the old bear, the, just the old bear, right. yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing that role really well, as well. He's, he's he's playing it perfectly. Do you know what I mean? And she's just so bubbly. Do you know what I mean? It's like they, they work well. It's really, really good chemistry. So I'm really, yes. really enjoying it a lot. As I well. like it as well. Really enjoying it. anything else you've watched of interest? Um, I think that's it really. Um, all than the things that we're going to talk about, we've kind of both seen. Anything you've seen that, that the only one I've watched that's not like. No, you don't talk about it, but there's one. It's a documentary on uh, Sky Documentaries called um, We Work or the Making and Breaking of a 47 Billion Unicorn. Um, I don't know if you know about We Work. You know who they are? No. They're a company who basically bought up loads of real estate and like cities and sort of put offices in them and basically rented these offices out to people and sort of built a whole kind of cult around like sort of this is we're going to change work by not having you work in a home. You work in these sort of like open environments and there's like sort of you know free trading of ideas and this sort of like this I just saw this what different of, companies in the same thing. Ah yeah and it's yeah, sort of this yeah. whole kind of this whole sort of um ethos about what, what working should be and could be and should be more communal rather than being um uh, sort of all fragmented and sort of not cubicles and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. ultimately it was an absolute fucking scam. Um like oh. sort of the, the the like sort of the stock market and like all the investors grossly over inflated its stock price to the point where it was like it was worth 47 billion but then once the market wheels fell off of it it basically went from 47 billion to zero in the space of like Jesus. six weeks but the wow. guy who ran it the guy who founded it managed to still walk away like 150 million of money from the investors and stuff like that and take whereas all the people who work for the company end up with well obviously nothing that shit you know it's just it's one of the, it's one of the documentaries again where you get like you get really angry at the, the rich getting richer and somehow come out and top and like sort of the guy who maybe does believe in it and feel maybe you feel a bit duped at the end of it. You feel like, oh, you deserve something out of it, but you should have seen, you know, they're, all, they're taken in by the sort of the, the rise of it because they've done at least big sort of festivals as well. And it's all like, you know, people get really invested in this company ethos. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you feel a lot, of, you feel a bit sorry for everybody who's sort of taken in by it and ultimately they end up with nothing and it's sort of their careers are all kind of harmed by it. But, the people who made out from you, you do feel like going, going like, ah, you bastards, you know, sort of really. Think, do you know, think like so many, and I'm sorry if I'm going to offend any overseas listeners, but so many of these kind of documentaries about pyramid schemes and shit like that, that predominantly involve Americans being duped. They so do, really but then yeah. all you have to do is go on. <laughs> 
you have to, you have to just go on Facebook in this country. Like I've seen, like you know, people in this country selling like you know, like the smelly burner shit and like the mm, sort of yeah. um, you know the Herbalife stuff and like the protein things. They they're all just pyramid schemes as well. You know, I in, know, in, in, I know, but that, that America just seems to have these big grand ones that just fucking collapse. They go and, they go big very quickly yeah. and collapse even more spectacular again. Yeah, um, so, totally. The documentary, nothing that you've not seen before of like companies <coughs> going big and then falling over their arse, you know, very quickly, but still an interesting watch and, and, and done and done well. But um it's it's, it's kind of an hour and a half long. I just sort of lay in bed and watched it one morning. So it's it's, it's not a bad piece, thing to sort of kick you off you, in the day. It makes you want to yeah. kill, it makes you want to kill the, the rich. That's basically why I go yeah, from it. Yeah, very cultured sir in your choice of viewing. Do you know I mean I like I like I like to expand my world, but then again I will sit and watch Krampus, you know, for no particular reason just because I happen to have a Krampus is awesome. But I mean look, my idea if I can I've got free time, but I'll watch yeah, I'll put on Infinity Wars again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's just pure comfort viewing for me, do you know what I mean? It's like put on old socks, you know what I mean? True. Whereas you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna delve into something new and different. And I'm like, no, I, like I like to learn a few things and see something of, of interest. Um but again, I will I mean I'll delve I'll sat and watch Ghostbusters this weekend for no other reason than Ghostbusters is there. So I will also and delve into the, the old school stuff holds as up. well. Hold up and I really just very quick aside on Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is not a funny film. Mm. Like it's not made to be a funny film. It's not. Yeah, it, it's not. It's, it's not trying to be a comedy, which I think is yeah. the problem with maybe Ghostbusters two. The the problem maybe perhaps at times with the Ghostbusters, you know, answer the call, and also in part with the newer one a little bit, which I still enjoyed. I've enjoyed all of them in some way. They all trying to be actively be comedies to try and bring more comedy punch to it. Ghostbusters yeah. is not a comedy. Like there's there's there's, there's witty lines and there's witty dialogue between. Yeah, the it's it's, it's not quippy. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely a kind of. Horrible. It's more a horror. It, it's a horror. It was a 15 when it was released. I think it's a 12 in, now. Back in the day, and it's a 12 now. So, yeah, I mean, back then it was, you know, enough to think this is not, you know, for kids' movies. I mean, whereas that, now you will, you'll tout it to kids all day long now. Do you know what I mean? Because that library ghost is genuinely creepy as hell. Yeah, she's she's scary as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it's amazing. Like, again, you put this up in the 80s. Like, literally, there's almost no scene in the film when um, Ray is not smoking. I think they all smoke at one point. I think they all, but it's, it's Ray, but like, at one point he's eating yeah. an engine and he's smoking yeah. while he's fixing an engine. It's like smoking away, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like that's what they've done back in the 80s with the smoke drank. Even, close, even the hero is... scene at the end, when he walks out of the building and um, it goes like the close up of the character, like you know, and gives him hmm. the name of the actor. Um, you get like Bill Murray walking out with Stone Weaver and stuff like that, and then like Ray, like um, thingy walks out and he's Dan actually walks out first and he does his light a cigarette and then walks off yeah. camera. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, was it was he in character? Was he just it's, being it's, it's one of the things, quite, it's quite jarring when you see it nowadays, like, you know, yeah. idea of someone smoking on screen. Um, but it's not, it's not a fantastically funny film, it's so well done and it's so clever and it's. It's weird though, because I think now whenever you see people smoking on, on screen, it's like it's generally to indicate a villain, isn't it? Now it's became yeah. that that you know, like the kind of stroking the white cat almost. You know, I mean, give him a cigarette, and yeah, that's the bad guy. Okay, or, the, or, the, or the bad boy at school or something will be smoking or something. You know, one of those the bad girl will be smoking. You know, that's that's yeah. sort of what the thing it is now. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah. I will watch anything, Colin. As you know, I, I will. It depends what my mood is taking me on some days. Yeah, you are more highbrow than me, so I'll give you, I'll give you right. Your view yeah. is definitely a bit more cultured than, than my dross that I watch. Sometimes, sometimes. Again. Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on to sort of two, of two, the two big films we've got to talk about this week? There are two films to talk about. Of, yeah. Of serious note, um, the first one is a Netflix release. I think a little cinematic release, but it's it's on Netflix now and and getting many views on Netflix. And that is a film called The Power of the Dog, um, directed by Jane Campion, who did the film The Piano. 
mm-hmm. uh, very, very classy flick, as they say, and Bright Star. The plot of this film is there is a farmhand, 1920s America. He and his brother basically work on a farm. Um, the, one, the, the sort of the more cultured brother brings home a wife one day, um, and that sort of sends the other brother in a sort of a spiral of like sort of trying to find out who he is in some way because he sort of he has uh, yeah the power dynamic self discovery well. yeah yeah, yeah. power dynamic twists all of a sudden he starts to question who he is as a man you know what his role in the world is and basically what his role within the, this sort of like sort of grouping is um and and, and sort of find try to find his more his place in the world place in life you know as as you see the brother sort of move on and, and do other things um yeah. and the film you've got Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, he plays sort of the main rancher, the, the sort of the one on the journey of self-discovery. Uh, Kristen Dunst, she plays the, the, the wife of Jesse Plemons. And real life, I didn't know they were married until recently. Yeah, I, yeah, I recently. know. It's nuts. I only found it about a year ago and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, proper, like, no, surely yeah. not. Um, but yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they work together, though. When you see them together, it's like, yeah. They, you can they, see, they the scenes in this when they're sort of coming together as a couple, you do see a, you can see a little spark there, which I thought was quite nice, even though it's quite yeah. awkward. There is a spark there, which I thought was good. And also the very, always very awkward, but very interesting, Cody Smith-McPhee, who is a, a very awkward yeah. gentleman um, on he's, camera. He's, a, he's such a great reactor, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. got that, that charisma. He's like kind of Dane DeHaan in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, just, he's, he's weird and odd looking, but he, he's just attracted to him. Do you know what I mean? You just want to watch everything he's doing um, all the time. Yeah. Um, so this one, I'll, I'll start on this one. So I thought it, was, it looked absolutely stunning. Um, Jane Champion knows how, to make it, knows how to make a film look good. Um it's amazing it was actually shot in New Zealand, not in Nebraska, but it's or Montana, it's set in Montana, isn't it? Sorry, I think yeah, 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 yeah. It, looks, so. it looks very it, you wouldn't know it's New Zealand, you know, it's no, very well not done, at all. not at all. Um, I thought the performances were all excellent, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, in particular, I thought was was fantastic. Um, Kirsten Dunst, I thought was great as well. She does a little bit in the, in the third act, kind of just fall away to just being sort of like you know, the drunk a little bit, drunk and sort of weepy a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit gutting as well. Again, it happens in so many films that Jesse Plemons just disappears for like sort of big chunks of it. Like pretty much the fine, like pretty much from the second act onwards, he's gone. He's not. Yeah, it. you don't see much from at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just kind of comes in to move a segment along, and then he's out again. At start, he's in it very. He's heavily in it, but then he sort of just yeah. disappears from the film. Yeah. Um, Beautifully structured character study. I thought it's it, it gets into the heart of who Benedict Cumberbatch's character is and, and what he and what he, he is and, and what he's caused him to be like this in life. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of you know there's a, there's a touch of like you know is, is he in touch with his sexuality, in touch of who he is as a as a man, you yeah. know what he what he thinks of like the world in general. This idea of like sort of he's definitely a man of like sort of the olden times trying to struggle against the world of like sort of. Modernity, you know, because set in the 1920s, but he's still very much a guy who could be a cowboy in the 1800s. You know, he's still definitely much in, yeah. in, in that world. So it's a guy sort of struggling with his place, not only in the world, but in time. Um, all the awards, but I think it's, it's all well earned. I think I can understand where it's where it's um, where it's coming from. I, to be honest, I, the thing that let me down a little bit about it was the, the it maybe it's been overhyped for me, but the finale I thought was a wee bit underwhelming. I just didn't, it just felt a bit sort of. I liked it, I enjoyed it. I- can I because I, I didn't see the twist, do you know what I mean? There was a twist, there's a little and bit of I, twist. I, did, I didn't see, man. Do you know, and it was like because it lays it all out for you, do you know what I mean? And when you when it happens, you're like, Oh, yeah, fuck, and I'm yeah. like, pure click instantly, do you know what I mean? But no, I, I, I liked it, yeah, like, I thought it was quite, quite well thought out. It's... It is intentional and it is well thought mm. out, but 
I felt a little bit unfulfilled after what came before. It's such a layered and such a structured and such a deep study of this man's sort of character. Yeah. The ending comes as sort of quite abrupt and that's it. And I felt, oh, I kind of wanted a little bit more than that, to be honest. Aww. But yeah. other than that, I thought, it was, I thought it was a very good, I thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable film. It, it earns its thing, it's two hours and a bit long, so it's definitely not yeah. a short film. Um, yeah. But it is amazing to look at and it's like it generally is absolutely glorious to look at. Um, absolutely. you think of it? Yeah. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Um, the acting from everybody was like top notch. There wasn't yeah. a bad performance. I think probably you're right. Dunce was probably the weakest, and by saying weakest, it's not to detract from her performance because it was a really good performance. She's the least but, to do. I, I, I guess. Um, Kobe sure. Smith it was was fucking brilliant, and he was mesmerising. And yeah, Cumberbatch really. You went on the journey with his character uh-huh. as well. Um, you know, he kind of took you up and down. Um, a lot of the, the imagery is very homoerotic um, imagery yeah. as well. You know, she, she's really on the nose with, do you, do you know I mean, here's a shot and you know what that means. And you're like, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, was, some of that was quite on the nose, but not gratuitously because no, it was all done think, so beautifully. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was, I think she also makes films that sort of like, like normally, a film to do do focus on the female protagonist, you know, things like piano mm. and stuff like that. But yeah. she has a way of looking at men, and she has a way of making men look at other men in a way that maybe feels a little bit awkward to some men. Like I, I can imagine a lot of guys watching this film feeling a little bit, kind of, no realizing what they were signing up for and thinking, I'm kinda, yeah, this. like yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's not, it's not like that. I mean, there's nothing really. There's actually nothing. There's no like broke back mountain moment or anything. No, like, there's really. nothing available. There's nothing. Overtly sexual in it, you know, it is like you know, kind of shots and, and implied it's an undercurrent, and, yeah, yeah, it is, and it's all the way through, but it's so so subtly done. And I think it, it kind of makes you feel Cumberbatch's struggle because you kind of get the reveal at the start where you know, like Cumberbatch is like you know, the the, the kind of cowboy mm. and and Jesse's like the the, the, the kind of highbrow, but yeah. then they do a flip, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you kind of get why Cumberbatch is doing what he's doing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's just has just the way he's breathing from that character. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. just evolve with the character right up to the yeah. very, very end. Do you know what I mean? And just, but I think by the end, when you were saying it was unfulfilling, I think for me, I was just like, oh man, it just got me. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, I, I can see why it would get you. It just, it's more the fact it's just, I mean, I guess that's what life can be. You know, it can be an abrupt ending. You know, life, life doesn't always, mm. you know, end in a sort of, in a structured way. And um, yeah. so I just felt, I just, after watching it for two and a bit hours, to that is the ending. Felt a little bit like he just wanted more. To, like, no, I want to be a bit more. Yeah, I just want to be more of the life essentially. And, and, and yeah. it just felt it just felt too abrupt to me to, to end it like that. Which again, that's filmmaker's choice. I respect yeah. it. I'm not going to yeah. question it. But um, I do. I, I, I do more. feel like it's um, almost a perfect companion piece to the piano. I thought. I don't know if you got oh, that. Yes. Or not. Um, it was. Think, yeah. Just, you know, they, they sit side by side, do you know what I mean? And they, they both kind of tell these kind of really sad, sad stories, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just a perfect companion piece to the piano, which I don't know if it was intentional or just, yeah. I guess that's Jane Campion's style as well. But, it's her, yeah, it's her overall, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I think this one's going to be strongly mentioned at the Oscars, I think. And I'm liking the fact that it is on Netflix because, like, the piano made big business at the time because of like cinema was like sort of the main attraction for people going to see stuff, and it sort of yeah. busted through that way. 
this kind of mm. film put in, this, in only the cinema would probably have been getting a lot of awards buzz, but probably wouldn't have got a lot of eyes on it, or not as many eyes on it as you maybe want on it. I think the fact it's on Netflix is getting a lot of eyes on it and it is getting a lot of buzz because of that and because of people talk about come up actually winning like the awards now for it. Mm. I think it's I think it's pushed people to watch it even more, which I think which I'm really happy actually. It's a film that should be enjoying, should be definitely. Appreciated. It's just it, it does have that hurdle as we were saying of you know people sitting down to watch one film realizing it's a different yeah. film and maybe you know letting their prejudice or whatever. Yeah. Overruled it with their, their heads thinking. You know, and also, like it's it's not a film you can just sort of. It's not a passive film. You have to engage with it. I think you have to spend mm. time watching it. You yeah. can't just you can't be looking at your phone or flicking through it or something or, or half watching it. It does feel which we maybe it would benefit from the cinema of just being you can engage with it in a much yeah. More, so. Yeah, I know when I watched it, it was um, quite late in the evening. I put it on at like kind of midnight. Um, yeah, and it just I had all the lights out and it, it, you know it was just like it was almost as close to the cinema as I could get. Just yeah. like, you know, just everyone was in bed, just me watching it total focus so it, yeah it would I'd like to have seen it in cinema do you know what I mean so, so just some of those camera shots were just like breathtaking do you know what I mean utterly yeah. breathtaking the sound I didn't really get because when you're watching it through a TV I don't have a sound bar do you know what I mean mm. so it kind of tinnifies everything a wee bit um, you know right. kind of cuts it on a bass and shit so I don't know if the sound kind of matched the performance in the atmosphere no, I did. I mean, I thought the sound was the sound was good on mine. I've got a sound yeah. bar and the sound worked with. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't yeah. feel like it was um, like lessened at that point. But you know, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought the sound worked. But I can get cool. watching it on a normal TV. You might find the, t- the sound tiny bang. That's that's not a fault of the filmmaker. That's more a fault fault of the um, like the material we used to. I rather than you know rather than anything else. But no, yeah, I, um, it, I would give it a very solid seven out of ten. What about you? I gave it. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten as well. Bang on seven yeah. out of ten. Here we go. Um, so that, that's um, yeah, um, yeah. The, the only thing that marking it down probably yeah, kind of that for that redundant was a bit kind of blunt, heavy fisted perhaps. Yes. Um Yeah, but other than that, um, that's the only real kind of fault I could, I could find. But yeah. um, it was just a really well done character study. It's amazing that Jane Campion has done a well done film. It's almost like, oh, who, who, why are we surprised by this with a cast like that, <laughs> that it was good, you know, but it's like, yeah, it makes sense. It's, it's all very talented people and being very talented. Again, Jesse Plemons, when was the last time Jesse Plemons didn't do something that was decent? Well, you didn't really like him in that film, Antler, I think. You weren't hugely impressed with that. But he was okay He in was it. already in it. Yeah, he was okay in the film. I just thought the film itself was a bit generic. It wasn't a bad film. It was just no. really, really generic. And um, what was I watching the other day? Um, oh, shit. Battleship. I was watching the other day. Don't ask Oh, yeah, I forget he's in that. Yeah, he's it, Exactly. That well. I was like, Larry, get me here, shaky bro. I was like, look, it's a baby Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I watched Battleship. Um, I'm... I'm I'm not ashamed. No, I'm not. It's fucking awful. But I really <laughs> liked doing that one. I didn't. Really, I wasn't the film. I'm not entirely sure what I think of it, but like that film, I'm thinking of ending things. The one. Yeah, I didn't like that film at all. But he wasn't the reason why I didn't like the film. Yeah, do you know what I mean, because um, he was entirely watchable all the time. Yeah, it's a. He's a, he's a very very watchable actor at all times. Very odd actor, but he's definitely never really fails to be entertaining. Or be interesting, Definitely. and he, he seems to have a good nose for diversity in different roles as well. Though, Do you know I mean, he's, he's not scared to, to you know go out and play like a fucking lonely gay man or you know a fucking murderer or whatever. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of good that he can pick and choose and fit. Yeah. And he's, 
chameleons. I mean, he can play a good guy, bad guy. That's... But then he can also pop up in like a game night style comedy as well. He can, yeah, and he also can laugh, can yeah. totally over overleg it and like Jungle Cruise, you know, go totally. Go, go like I think we're quite big Jesse Plemons fans. We are. We? I'm a, Jesse Plemons will sell me a film. I'll go and see it based on fanboys. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, on from that one, one that's in the cinema, you saw it a couple of weeks ago. I saw it um, this yeah. week, so it's been out for a little while now, but it's still out in the cinema. I think it'll be out for a little bit longer still. Yeah. And that is a film called The House of Gucci, um, directed by Ridley Scott, who, well, this year directed The Last Duel, which I watched recently, um, and also directed, obviously, Alien. And I'll mention that I think it's a spiritual piece to this um, All the Money in the World, the one he did about the. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I feel yeah. there's. I feel they share a certain DNA um, with each other. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's the same. The, the kind of very thematic of each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this one is about the Gucci family, specifically about um, a woman who marries into the Gucci family, um, and then the person, the, the, the man she marries, basically is what he's kind of not really wanting to be involved in the Gucci family life. He sort of would rather do his own thing, but. Mm. Much like the Godfather, you know, once he's out, they start to pull him back in, and then it becomes your your um, your power struggle for the family throne of you know who will run Gucci oh. and you know what will be yeah. left of them when they actually do ascend to the throne eventually. Um, yeah. In the film, you've got Lady Gaga or Gaga or Stephanie, I think her name is, isn't it? I think Stephanie is something Italian. Yeah, so Lady Gaga <laughs> is in it. Um, she plays sort of like the the wife, um, Mrs. Yeah. Gucci essentially. Um, Adam Driver plays like the, the son Gucci. Mm, um, Gucci. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Irons is in it as well. Um, Al Pacino, um, Jared Leto is in it as well, and that's sort of the main sort of like primary cast. I would say that's sort of like the, your top, yeah. top your top ranking guys. Um, what do you think of this one? Uh enjoyed this a yeah. lot lot more than I thought I was going to because um, I've no interest in Gucci or fashion no. or you know, anything like that so I went in with thinking you know what I'll go and watch it because the trail looks good and yeah. that was my whole basis of going to see it and I was totally like, riveted the, 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 mm. the full thing just had me um, in particular um, Lady Gaga was fucking outstanding I thought she was phenomenal I think she's going to be an Oscar nod as well mm-hmm I reckon she will. I reckon she I don't totally think so. nailed that performance. I think what's a shame, what annoys me is, I, I don't know if it's her choice, but it just feels like, she, you know, she, she could use Stephanie or whatever her name is, mm. not Lady Gaga. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we were always thinking, a bit like, remember the first few years of Rock was always The Rock, then he became Dwayne The Rock Dwayne Johnson, the Rock Johnson yeah. and eventually yeah. came just Dwayne Johnson. Maybe she'll be that, maybe she'll be something, and she'll be Stephanie, Lady Gaga, blah, blah, and then eventually she'll yeah. just be yourself, you know, possibly. Who yeah. knows? Cool. Yeah, to, to yeah, give her a bit. Yeah, she, she's got the chops for it, man. Do you know I mean, give her, give her a, She has got acting chops. I won't, I won't disagree with yeah. that. Yeah, but did you? So you didn't like? You didn't like her? No, I, I, dug it. I thought I, I thought I enjoyed it. Um, it for, yeah. for a two and a bit hour film, I thought it, it definitely moved at pace. I didn't really feel bored at any point. It it, it covers a lot of fucking history. Um, yeah, in yeah, the space definitely. of you know a very short period and and, and relatively you know, yeah, so it spans what fe- twenty five years, twenty five years, fe- something years, like years, seventies that they married in the nineties, they got. Sure, so it's a decent chunk of time. Um, <laughs> it was actually <clears throat> less soap opera and camp than I expected. I felt mm. like it like had been marketed as a bit like a sort of like a high end Dallas, which the fashion is definitely high end Dallas and it sort of does yeah. that kind of vibe. 
but it yeah. wasn't quite as soap opera as I expected because again you've got really good actors in the role, so it's not really going to be a soap opera. Um, it was quite some of it was quite gritty, I thought. I, it was uh, definitely yeah, um, especially yeah. the Jeremy Irons stuff with his son. I thought that was really brutal. Mm. And especially when Jeremy Irons was talking to Jared Leto, that was really fucking hard, like really yeah, kind of brutal to, to watch him yeah. talking to uh, um that so the, the big question, Jared Leto, what did you think of his performance? Terrible. Did you? I, I'm yeah, the opposite. I thought I kind of thought he just went. Nah. He thought, "Fuck it, I'm you know I'm going to caricature this, and you know what I'm nah. going to do it." And I, I liked what he done. Nah, I, I was not a fan of Leto's performance. I think his performance is so caricatured and so over the top that it takes you out of the film you're watching it. it, it whereas like Gaga and Driver are doing Italian accents, and it's sort of as a little bit hyperbolized, you know, a little bit over the top, but it's it's enough you can kind of get into it, you can understand it. Leto is so over the top. It just took me every time he was on screen, it took me out of it. Um, so it wasn't really that aside from him. Um, it does feel very much like a throwback film. It feels something that should have been made maybe the early nineties a little bit, but a bit like yeah. all the minority feels about you know feels like a film not of the two thousands or early two thousands opposed to the, you know two thousand twenties. I would say it was better than all the money in the world. I, I think I found yeah. this more compelling. Um, Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. Um, of Ridley <laughs> Scott's films this year, I would say the Last Duel was my favourite. Um, I, yeah. I really, I really dug. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. No, it's, it's on the, the radar. It's, it's too I much. really dug that film. Um, it's it again is very over the top at times. You know, Ben Affleck is again doing a bit of a Jared Leto. His accent mm. is going, you know, walking. You know, it's, it's, it's taking a journey. Yeah. But yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but this, for, you know, for two hours of escapist fun in the cinema, I found this thoroughly entertaining. Um, and I didn't come out bored at all. What did you think of, I think I'd mentioned this to you when I'd seen it um, briefly, um, but I thought using the Italian accents was pure genius. What, what did you think? I, I thought it was just pure it inspired. Took me, it took me a little moment to get <coughs> used to it. Once I, once you kind of accept it's there, then you're fine. You know, at, at first I did find it a little bit jarring. I won't, yeah. I won't lie. But after like 10 minutes, you're going to go, all right, this is, this is what they're doing, this is the way they're going to know this film. Yeah. I'm yeah, fine. It's, just, it's no worse than any, it's, you know, it's not like, I'm trying to think of another example of bad accents. It's, they're not even bad accents, it's just they are quite stereotypical accents. Oh, for of, sure, no, to- totally. And I think I think it's entirely intentional. I think, you know, he's got a clear vision. He's like, this is what I want this film to be and sound like this is what you need to do. Yeah. And I think they all embraced it, especially Jared Leto. He fucking went for it <laughs> He did good nuts with it, but some of the he stuff with Leto and Pacino <laughs> I thought was really quite touching. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, just, some of the stuff and it was horrible. The, the dancing in Leto scene was was horrible. Uh-huh. I mean, just like, ruthless, ruthless, horrible, corrupted bunch of fuckers. Though, right. I mean, um, just, I also I felt Pacino's performance was generally quite enjoyable. Like it, it felt a little bit less caricatured than it usually is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he reined himself in a wee bit because Pacino's, you, you either get, you know, Pacino shouting or, you know, Pacino fucking, you know, being edgy and, you know, he, he kind of found a happy medium in this one, which was... There's a little crazy. bit of the, there was a little bit of the, the who are shouty Pacino, but then there was a, lot, there was a big bit more of kind of pathos to his, particularly yeah. like sort of, there is a turn in that character that happens at one point. Um, yeah. In regards to you know where he's um his life is going, once that turn happens, you do get to see sort of like the Pacino who is, you know, Godfather, you know, great actor Pacino as opposed to the caricature Pacino. Yeah, yeah which I thought yeah. was really good. Gaga, I thought impressed. She was she was good. I don't think she's Oscar nomination was it. I thought she was good in it, um, and she held a lot, she held the camera for a long time. When yeah yeah when her turn happens, when someone when her life starts to, to um 
go down, she she did sort of rate, she did overact to some degree. It was a little bit sort of like, you know, it did go a bit so properly at that point for a little bit, you know, she did kind of go a bit crazy. Mm. Um uh, driver, I thought, quite reserved, but done again, yeah. track and actor. Um, People are saying, like, I've read reviews saying, you know, he, he, he'd never done enough and stuff like that. And I don't know, man. I think, I think he, he's going for that, that that kind of understated, and I think he's, he's nailed what he's going for perfectly. I yeah, I think that's the whole point. That guy, that character, yeah. that character, isn't one to be flamboyant and out there. He wants yeah. to be a more, he is a more grounded man. He and he, and he yeah. sort of gets feels he gets drawn into his business purely mainly through his wife. Kind of draws him into it a little bit. Right, his wife, yeah. pushes him into yeah. it, and then. Once he's into it, he seems to sort of he has to sort of um, like get involved in it, and it leads yeah. him down sort of darker paths. But no, I, I dug it. I thought it was a good film. I would definitely <laughs> recommend watching it. Um, um, out of ten, what did you give it? Though? Yeah, seven. The, what did I give it? I, I gave it a seven or an eight. Give me two seconds just to check my, my magic listings. Um, <laughs> seven as well. So I, I gave it a, a, a very well placed seven out of ten as well. Yeah. Oh, seven. Yeah, really there, good film. There's quite there's quite a lot of. Um, Backlash, I believe, from the Gucci Empire about it, saying, you know, that this is nonsense and you've portrayed us really badly and this isn't what happened and stuff like that. So, and I think, oh, I think Ridley's like, I don't fucking care. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, and they go away they it's, it's, um, it's inspired by true events, I believe it is not uh, based uh, on true events, you know. But so. I was doing some reading after after I seen it, and, and a lot of it, there is, you know, like, kind of time frames are kind of. But um, overall, most of it, you know, did happen in some form or other. But yeah, you know I mean, it's like you let the shit. Yeah, it fucking did. You know what I mean? All that. He may have. Uh, he's, he's, the tone might be different from how it happened, but he's got the main yeah. events there. I don't. I don't think anyone's yeah, watching this thinking it was a documentary. You know, I think yeah. very much you feel it as a. You know, it's uh, entertainment. Pure. It's entertainment, an entertaining it's, yeah. telling of the story. Yeah. Yes. Um, and again, it's said a few times the past couple of weeks, like he's what 90, 90 years old, 80, 80, and the man's done two films this year. And he's got like he, he's in prep for like three more that next year, you know. He's doing he's even, he's doing, like, he's doing like a gladiator two and like sort of he's mm-hmm. making like an alien TV show or something like that. And he's doing dude, I love stuff. The man, the man works totally. I mean, at, at that age, man, I'm. What am I going to be doing? I'm going to be fucking getting pushed about in a wheelchair. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking drooling on my shoes. Yeah. And this man's making films. At that age, I'll probably still be watching Ridley Scott films because he'll still be alive. You know? <laughs> 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 like, he'll still be kicking around making fucking Alien 27. Uh, uh, just on a wee quick garden path, um, you, you'd mentioned he was making an Aliens TV show. Um, t- maybe, I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought I heard that. I, I think it may be an Aliens movie. And, and but um, okay. on our news, um, Vin Diesel's announced um, another Riddick movie, which I'd, I am very excited about because um, I've got a big, massive man bone off for, for Riddick in a way that's it's unhealthy. Um, I mean, even after the last couple, I mean, like sort of like even dude, I, I love them all, all of them, and I'm like totally. What? All in. All in so. Dude, if you're into it, you're into it. Um, I will. I am. I, I enjoy Pitch Black. Um, yeah. But after that, I'm, I'm, my my interest is definitely less. Oh, diminished returns for you? Very much so. Yes. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm just I cannot wait. They, they're calling it Fury, and sort of going back to back to the home planet as well. Which uh, no, is, so I, I made a mistake. It, He's not doing an alien film. He is doing a. Film about well, doing Gladiator two. It's in prep, but he's also starting to film Kit Bag, which is an uh, and about Napoleon, like a Napoleonic war film that Jesus. is partly you know he's not doing small scale. No, it, it, 
Sheldon does so, does he? He doesn't do very often. He has, and also mm. again, watching last duel, um, there are a few people who can do like historical battlefield, like Ridley Scott, who bring the brutality to it that Ridley Scott can. Yeah, like, yeah. when you watch it, God. it just looks nasty. And dark. I guess, like when you look Brutal. at the kind of barbarian fight at the starter, like, uh, I think. Gladiator, that's horrible. I know, it's horrible, as I'm saying. There's a few people who get that. Like, Mel got it across in Braveheart, I think. Yeah, yeah. But there's very few can actually get these, just the sheer nastiness of, like, Aye, there was no clamour to it. It was just yeah. dirty, mucky, bloody and savage. Yeah, they, uh-huh. he totally gets it. Um, what, what's your favourite Ridley Scott film? I think me discussed this at one point in the past, and I think I went for... I yeah. think Alien is, is a pretty obvious choice, unfortunately, but I think it is still... The, the best film he's done? Um, I'd, I'd probably say Alien because it appeals to the geek in me as well. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the subject matter. But if somebody said you wouldn't watch Gladiator or Alien, I'd, I'd probably say, can I watch Gladiator again? I don't think Gladiator holds it, up quite as well now, to be honest, as it, as it did. Um, but um, I'm probably thinking anything else I would say was probably about like he has, also some, he has also done some of my least favourite films ever, which he's done stuff like Prometheus, which I thought was fucking horrendous. Yeah, Prometheus wasn't good. And The Counselor, which was absolutely awful as well. Um, but no, I probably, I think it, is, it, is a, it probably has a bit of a cop-out, but I probably would still say Alien. I think yeah. Alien is did still... He do, did he do Training Day? Is that? No, that's Anthony no. Fuqua done Training Day. What's the one he done with Denzel, Man on Fire, maybe? No, that's his brother Tony Scott done that one. Ah, oh, was it damn? I don't think he's worked with uh, Denzel actually. Denzel, surprisingly. Think so? Oh, no, I'm going to look so. up and see. I think we need to make a sound. I think we need to. I think yeah, him and Denzel would work well together actually. Though. Um, I think we should you know, start a petition on, on Twitter, a Twitter feed of petition to get Denzel <laughs> yeah. working with Ridley Scott. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were a pick legend. That seems like right up your street. I do like Legend a lot as well, but Gladiator does it for me, man. There's something about it. It's just, Russell Crowe is just the hardest man ever on that film. Do you know what I mean? You just get a hard performance. Crowe performs in that, and like, said, and like you said, the, the uh, opening scene of the, the battle with the barbarians yeah. is pretty horrendously it's brilliant. You fucking know? horrible. And Joaquin Phoenix is like, so memorable as well. He is I mean, on form that one, yeah. Just vexes me. Do you know what I mean? Back to what we before, House of Gucci <laughs> is most definitely an enjoyable film in the yes. Scott catalogue. So it's well worth watching. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Lady Gaga for an Oscar. I'm going, I'm going to call it just now. I'm going nah. to say she's nominated. Not going to not, not going to see it. Not seeing it because I think someone in a film next week is going to take that Oscar. Oh, uh, what one's this? Is this the Leonardo DiCaprio one? No. Um, no. Next week we're talking about um, West Side Story, the new Spielberg film. Ah, uh-huh. okay. So that, that's out right now. I have seen it and it is magnificent, but we'll talk about it more at length next week. Um, and I can yeah. gush over it for a good 20 minutes. But yeah, West End Story <laughs> is out. I'm, I'm an unashamed Spielberg fanatic and I do love you Spielberg. So are I have very, very Spielbergian, sir. You, yeah, you, are, so you embrace all I make, things. I make no apologies for it, but even by that standard, uh, West Side Story is something quite special from, from Mr. Spielberg. Um, okay. Also out next week in the cinema, we have the wonderful, hopefully, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, it's going to be good. It's got to be good, man. It can't be bad. Do you know what I'm sorry? <laughs> it, can't, it can't be. It's just no way. I've seen the trailers. It can't be bad. Can't be bad. No, um, no way this all could be bad. Also out in cinema, um, it's probably more your, sort of, um, your art house cinemas, but it's a film that's definitely worth seeing because I have managed to pick it up and see it. It's a film called Lamb, which is an Icelandic yes. horror thriller. 
Have you seen this, this film looks yet? Fuck it. I've seen the trailers for it. It looks bonkers. Yes. Um, we will again discuss that at length next week if you can try and find it. Um, and also on Amazon Prime, we've got one with Riz Ahmed called Encounter. Okay. Which right. is um, uh, about a, a virus being brought to Earth by aliens, possibly, or maybe a man going crazy. One of the two. It's, it's, we're not really sure. Or both. Possibly. Or both. Yeah. But um, it looks very good. Virus. Uh, yeah. Um, Riz Ahmed, I don't know. I'm still not convinced yet. You've not, you not seen Sound of Metal yet, this? Yeah, seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I like him in some stuff and not in others. He's not. He's, he's just. He's not overall convinced me across the board yet. He's still got a few more hits to to get me warm to him. Maybe that's the one that just tips him over for you. Um, but that's us next week. So yeah, West Side Story, Spider Man No Way Home, Encounter, and Lamb. Um, tell me where to find us. Uh, number three, beers in a movie on Twitter. And remember, Ridley Scott, Denzel Washington. Make a movie. Put it on your Only has American I, Gangster. There you, there you go. Get it. They have American Gangster too. <laughs> we, we need to see that. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but we're everywhere. We are. You just need to look for us and and, and interact. And, and interact. You know, we we do all this shit every week for years. You know, talk to us. But we're here. We're, li- we're listening. We're listening. We're listening. It's, I've, I've been watching a lot of Frasier still. So. Yes. <laughs> That's what I could have played. I've been calling. You've been Richard. And we have been three beers in a movie.